Why are there evil people in the church? Didn't Christ come to make us holy, to make us saints? Baptism washes away original sin. And if you're an adult, all actual sins that you've committed in your life. The Eucharist is the Son of God inside of us. Shouldn't the Eucharist make us saints, holy? And yet, we all know people who have received communion dozens, hundreds, thousands of times, maybe even priests who are celebrating the Mass, who turn out to be scandalous. Can't speak today. Well, I was reminded of this in yesterday's Gospel reading. If you went to the traditional Latin Mass yesterday, it was the fifth Sunday after Epiphany resumed. Why did that happen? Uh, when there's a long period between Pentecost and Advent, and we run out of uh, Sundays after Pentecost, you click back over and you go into the Sundays after Epiphany. A little complicated. I explain all this, by the way, if you want to learn more about the Latin Mass and how the lectionary works and all that, you can go to NewStThomas.com. I have a whole course on the Latin Mass and the Roman Rite over there, so check it out. So today I'm going to read Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 30. I've put a portion of it on the screen. You can see it. I've got the Dewey Rames English, I've got the Latin Vulgate, and I've got the Greek. I'm going to break down some of that. And I'm going to give you what our Lord Jesus Christ, not me, but what our Lord Jesus Christ teaches on the topic of bad people inside the Catholic Church. Before we get into it, please like this video, subscribe, and share it. And we'll begin with an Our Father. Oremus in nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, Sanctificetur Nomen Tuum. Advenia reinum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, secut in cello et in terra, panum nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et emite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos malo. Amen. Nomini Patris et Fidii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, why are there bad people in the church? You know, this is something I think that we all struggle with. I struggle with it, especially... I'm a convert. I came into the Catholic Church as an adult. Previously, I was an Episcopalian priest. I came into the church as a Catholic layman. People ask, why didn't you become a Catholic priest? There is the option for a married Episcopal priest to become a married Catholic priest. But after discerning about it, praying about it, talking to other priests who were married in the situation, uh, I discerned that this was not God's vocation on my life. There's a different vocation. Part of it is writing books and talking to y'all on YouTube or whoever you're listening to. You can listen to um, the audio version of this on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, it's now on Audible and uh, Amazon Music, all over the place. So if you want to listen while you work out or drive in the car, you can listen to this Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast on the go. Um, you know, that's one of the questions that I had was, how is it that I'm entering this beautiful Catholic church with all the saints the seven sacraments, the, the sacramentals, um, you know, the devotions to the Blessed Virgin Mary, who's immaculate, to all the saints in heaven, the martyrs, the virgins, you know, the, the widows, the bishops, the confessors, all the different categories and classes of saints. I mean, we're just talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of people 
who have had their life changed, not just in a small way, but in a radical way, so that they would actually become bloody martyrs for the sake of righteousness, for the sake of Jesus Christ. That was impressive. So I became a Catholic as an adult. And the longer I was Catholic, the more I realized that honeymoon wore off, that there were some real bad people in the Catholic Church. And I'm not just talking about, you know, people in the laity, but what bothered me most was bad people in the priesthood and in the episcopate and cardinals and, yes, even bad popes. And so that led me on a journey to write this book, Infiltration, The Plot to Destroy the Church from Within. And yesterday's gospel was really the infiltration gospel. In fact, I was sitting next to my friend Jack Posobiec at Latin Mass, and at the end of that reading in English, he kind of nudged me in the ribs and said, someone should write a book on that. That's infiltration. Now, infiltration, some people say, oh, that's like a conspiracy theory. Like, no. Christ our Lord, second person Trinity, eternal logos, prophesied that the church would be infiltrated. He prophesied it. So if Christ prophesied it, it's going to happen. It's not a theory. It's not a hypothesis. It's not a conditional. It's not a maybe. No, it's going to happen. How do we know? The Bible says so in Matthew's Gospel. So we're going to look at Matthew's Gospel. I'm going to read um, from, right now I just have my Father Lassant's Missal. It's my favorite missal. I'm just going to read the English from this uh Missile. And then you'll hear the word cockle. Cockle means weeds or tares, things you don't want in your garden. Okay, so you, we're going to talk about that word in the Latin and the Greek today. But here it goes. At that time, Jesus spoke this parable to the multitudes. The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that sowed good seed in his field, but while men were asleep, his enemy came. His enemy is Satan, by the way. His enemy came and oversowed cockle among the wheat, and went his way. And when the blade was sprung up and had brought forth fruit, then appeared also the cockle. And the servants of the good man of the house coming said to him, Sir, didst thou not sow good seed in thy field? Whence then hath it cockle? Now I'm going to pause here. We might say as Christians, Lord Jesus, didn't you found your church? Didn't you start the one church, the Catholic church? How come there's so much wickedness in it didn't you sow good seeds here's the answer and he said to them an enemy hath done this and that's the subtitle to today's video an enemy hath done this not christ but the enemy has sowed the cockle in the seed in the field and the servant said to him wilt thou that we go and gather it up and he said, No, lest perhaps gathering it up the cockle, you root up the wheat also together with it. Suffer both to grow until the harvest, and in the time of the harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather up first the cockle, and bind it into bundles to burn. But the wheat gather ye into my barn. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. By the way, just on the ending there, the cockle is bound up and thrown into fire, furnace. There is a hell. Dare we hope that all men be saved is not real. Don't buy into it. Okay, now let's look into this passage here. What I find interesting is I've never noticed this before until I heard it yesterday in Mass. And that is that first, first the wheat comes up. And when the blade was sprung up 
and had brought forth fruit, then appeared also the cockle. That's a detail that I never caught before. And I've read Matthew's gospel many times. And here's the question I have. I don't have the answer, but it's an interesting thing. It says, first, first, the wheat came up and it bore fruit. The exact words. When the blade was sprung up and had brought forth fruit, then appeared the cockle. There's a first and a second, a prior and a latter. And I realized that in this parable, Christ is teaching that the wheat comes up first, that is the saints, the goodness, and then later the cockle comes in. And I, this is the question I have. Leave a comment and tell me if you think that my answer to this question is legit. Maybe it's the case that in the early church, there were so many martyrs and so many saints. This is the first casting of seed by the Lord Jesus. And then as time goes on, see, that, that wheat has come up, it's borne its fruit. As time goes on, the cockle, that is the seeds of Satan, begin to rear their heads and come up. Here's a picture I found online just to give you a visual. There's the wheat, you know, the brown wheat, and then you see cockle. That's not wheat. It's mixed in in the field. Maybe it's the case. My question is, why did Jesus say that first the wheat comes and then later, after the wheat has borne its fruit, its seed, its grain, then the cockle comes up? Maybe there is a historical thing going on here. Because we look around now. And the church is so confusing, and there's so much scandal and disappointment, doctrinal confusion, moral confusion, economic confusion. More news just came out about the London real estate that was used with Vatican funds in an illegit way. I don't even want to talk about that anymore. So we see evil in the church. Christ promised it. Now, what's the word here for cockle? I put up here the English, the Latin, and the Greek. All right, and the servants of the good man. If you look into the Latin, you can see servi patris familias, potter, the potter familias, right? It's a great word. I like it when my family calls me the, the potter familias. The servants of the potter familias, right? The father of the family. They come to him and they say, Domine, Lord, non e bonum semen seminasti in agro tuo? Did you not plant? Did you not sow good seed in your agro, in your field, in your agricultural field? Unde ergo habit zizania. Um, what, why come it ha uh, has zizania? Cockle, weeds. Now this word zizania is pretty cool. It actually comes from the Greek. If you look at the third right there, the third paragraph, you'll see all those funny letters. Those are Greek letters. And if you look at the very last word, You'll notice there's a semicolon in Greek. We use a semicolon for a question mark. I don't know why, but that's how it's done. You'll notice the very last word there is also in the Greek letters, zizania. It's a Greek word meaning tares, wheat, weeds, not wheat, weeds. So they're going to the potter familias here. This is God. And the workers, that could be me and you, Hopefully it's me and you. We say, you know, why, why is there all this bad seed in the field? Didn't you, it's almost like accusation, didn't you plant the good seed? 
The answer is the enemy has done this. It's, as I've been learning as a Catholic, there are attacks on the church from the outside. There is the Nero and the Diocletian and the French Revolution. These are people coming and, and killing the Catholics, killing the Christians. There's been more martyrs in the last 100 years than in the previous 20 centuries. But there's also this insidious smoke of Satan, infiltration, cockle seeds that Satan has cast all over the church. It's not just in America or Europe, it's everywhere. And these seeds are coming up amongst us. I find it so interesting that Christ said, first the wheat, then the cockle. It seems that we are living in a lot of cockle, a lot of weeds, a lot of zazania, to use the Greek and the Latin. The interesting thing at the very end is it says, should we go and just start ripping all this stuff out? And Christ teaches, he says, let them grow together. Now, does that mean that anytime there's a evil thing in the church that we should just say, ah, no big deal, Christ says leave that be? No, I don't think that's the case. Christ has all kinds of parables and teachings about correcting one another, fraternal correction, right? Go privately, then go with two or three, then go with the whole church. If he doesn't listen to the whole church, let him be treated as a publican. Christ has all kinds of correctives and church discipline built into his teachings. And the apostles, of course, we find that in the book of Acts. We certainly find it in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians with St. Paul. So there is that element. But I think the point here that Christ is teaching, and I'll close with this, is Christ himself is not going to remove all wickedness in the church. And if we expect that, we're expecting something contrary to what he's already prophesied. In his eternal wisdom and prudence, he allowed for Judas to be amongst the twelve. And somehow, I don't understand it. I don't understand the problem of evil. I'm not even going to try to give you an answer for it. But somehow in his wisdom, the plan for the church includes cockle, weeds, tares, zizania in our midst. And that might be part of our process of sanctification, of how we are going to be saints. Again, it's mysterious. I'm not going to come here and give you some easy theological Sunday school answer. It is hard to chew on, but it is right there in Matthew 13. All right. Well, if you like this, please like the video. Please share it on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, if you want to do more analysis like this, I do it. Um, for example, if you want access to all the Dewey Rames in English and you want the Latin Vulgate and you want the Greek, just like you see on the screen here, I provide all that and go through it with you at newsaintthomas.com. These kind of resources are just available to all the students. And then you can also take online courses, for example, on the Latin Mass, or I go through every book of the Old Testament and every book of the New Testament and show you all the Catholic typology, Catholic sacraments, Catholic teaching, all through the sacred scripture from Genesis to Apocalypse. You can do all that today. If you want to be a student with me, online courses, newsaintthomas.com, newsaintthomas.com, and check out our latest certificate program on the Latin Mass and the Roman Rite. Okay, friends, make sure you're praying that rosary every day. 
You know, it might be a good idea to wake up early and spend some time with the Lord every day. So consider that, or especially in the evenings, pray the rosary with your family. Let's get close to God through Christ our Lord inside the church. A great way to do that is pray the rosary every day. Pray the rosary every day or you're not on the team. Read the Bible every day. Get wisdom. When you go to Latin, when you go to the Latin Mass, make sure you read the, the passages, the verses, the propers before you go to Mass, just so you're familiar. All right. And remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless.